everybody! Thank you so much for dreaming with me! I know it's been a while, but Melanie Flores is back and it looks like she's here to stay! Hey! <laughs> like, I'm not allowed to tell you much about what I've been up to lately because, well, you know, top secret company stuff. <laughs> but I will be back to the usual streaming schedule from here on out. And you know what? Yeah, sure. I enjoyed being away. I like to try out some new projects because I think it's always important to keep trying to expand your horizons, right? But that's how you grow as a person and as a professional. Right? Right. But at the end of the day, I miss this. You know, just real one-on-thousands connection. I mean, sure, it's nice to be working at the top. But you know, building your personal following and writing press releases and documenting your life as a Botco employee is fine too, right? It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally okay. Yeah. So, welcome back to Melanie's dream stream of consciousness. <laughs> because I've got tons to talk about. Oh, thank you so much for gifting. Oh my goodness. There are just so many of you pouring into the stream. Yes, hello. Hi there. <laughs> yes, I know. I was gone a long time. And I'm so thankful to all of you for sticking around. Seriously, especially you monthly supporters. You make all this possible. Oh, what was that? Well, meh. To be honest, I'm not sure how much I can tell you. And I mean, that's coming from an official Botco press secretary. Knowing how much to tell you is my job. <laughs> but let's just say I had a lot of extra responsibility at Box Andromeda. Yes, exactly. Related to being the official personal manager for Valerie Maidstone and Riot. <sighs> oh gosh. And that's what they don't tell you in the prep room. Riot is so sweet. And so is Valerie. Very nice people. All this stone maids hype would make you think they were like... <laughs> survivor, battle punks or something. But they're just peaches. I just check in the comments here. Let's see. Does that mean Valerie and Riot are being held in Box Andromeda? Uh, of course not. Their location is confidential and moved often to prevent stone maids from causing trouble where they're not wanted. Not that we have a stone maid problem anymore anyways. <laughs> uh, would not worry about that. Okay, has time with the maidstones affected your position on the stone maids at all? Oh, absolutely it has. I mean, here's the thing. They weren't even here when this whole stone maid thing got started. And unlike Lady Ethel, well, my generation isn't all like, shut this down, oh no, somebody talked back to us. <laughs> Boo-hoo! <laughs> Do I think the terms and conditions probably could have been a bit more clear like 20 years ago? Eh, sure. <laughs> but it wouldn't have mattered for me. I was like two. What I do know is that this is my world. Their prime dream wasn't like manufactured for us overnight. We built it. 
And for people like me who grew up here, we've watched it grow with us. And that's the reason I work for Botgo at all, you know. So I can keep changing it for the better. Because like anything else, the Prime Dream is going to need to grow and evolve if it's going to survive. Sometimes that's going to mean leaving the past behind. It's this polarized ideological issue and it's made it so that we can't have a civil conversation. But that's the real difference between us and the stone maids. A stone maid sees the prime dream and is like, I don't care about this, it's fake and imaginary. I want out, I want the old world back. But I don't see fake or imaginary when I look out on the prime dream. I see art. I see so much freaking creativity. I see people able to break down barriers that have divided us for generations. We connect and love and understand one another in ways our parents could only have dreamed about. This is a safer, more accepting, more beautiful world than we've ever had before. And the kicker is that Valerie and Riot, they get that now. Riot is my age and had never even used a dreaming visor until she showed up. And Valerie, well, this is the future she was afraid of 20 years ago, I guess. She was scared that Botgo controlling everything would suck somehow, but, but hey, that was always going to be necessary for world peace. And when Valerie got to see the prime dream as it is today, her perspective was so different than it was, well, you know, before I was born when she still made music. They also wouldn't really matter if not for the stone maids. Was Valerie a celebrity musician? Sure, but we have hundreds of those in here. Heck, I have a couple of viral ukulele songs. And let's be honest, we have new celebrities now too, but people still care about Valerie's opinions because these very violent individuals took her music and made it their anthem. And don't get me wrong, it was super nice to work with the Maidstones, but... Crap. I mean, I am working. Uh, I do. Uh, <sighs> All right, yes, I'm no longer handling marketing for the Maidstones. I know, I know. It was a big deal. I guess there's not too much harm in you all knowing that. You'll probably see an official memo about it later. Maybe it will even be one of my press releases. But can I be honest with you folks? There's... I mean, there's always a silver lining. Was that position, like, a huge step for me and could have led to so many amazing things? And was I pretty good at it? Yeah! But I also missed having the time to, like, do these streams. And catch up with all of you. Oh my goodness, thank you. I really do appreciate those BotCoin donations. Remember, once we reach our 1 million follower goal, I'll do a ukulele version of every BotGo jingle. Oh, one second, there's a story hitting all the feeds right now. Oh! Oh my. Hey everyone, here's an update if you ever saw one. You remember Bill Scarberry? You know, the wrinkly guy they pulled out of the desert and into Box Venus? 
You won't believe it, they found his kid! Apparently this person's name and pronouns are both moth, so... Oh, wow. I mean, that's a lot of enthusiasm for moths. Moth has been taken into Box Venus and will be reunited with Bill along with other friends at Box Venus. Can you believe it? Oh, that warms my heart. That's exactly why we do the things we do here at Botgo. So that families can be reunited. And you know, Bill will be able to see his kid again and not worry every night that Moth is still out there getting chased by animals through the wilderness or on the run looking for food. But the crazy thing is that this wasn't even a recommend a friend program find. Just Botgo's cluster drones doing their work. Clusters were controversial when first introduced, but I feel like this is the perfect testament to why they can make such a positive difference. Welcome to the Prime Dream, Moth. I hope you love it as much as I do. But back to what I was talking about. Oh, what was I talking about? I seriously don't remember. Uh, which dreaming box are you at? Well, right now I'm back at Box Andromeda, which is having some maintenance right now. Which sucks. I mean, there are repair drones outside my window. Obviously, my tech is working just fine to keep me asleep, but if it wasn't, I would be awake and furious right now. Which dreaming visor do you use? <laughs> How are you on this stream and you don't know this? I mean, of course, I actually use Sclera Bees. They're basically super special technology whipped up by Anderson Faust himself. There are only like 10 people that have them. It's a tiny chip that goes in the surface of your eye. But now I can basically dream anytime. No glasses to break or contacts to lose. Honestly, I find the experience a lot smoother. When a dreaming visor or even glasses try to put you under, I always feel like I'm tipping backwards out of a chair. You know, that feeling of falling. But with these, it's seamless. I think for everyone who's outside of a dreaming pod, these will totally be the norm in a few years. What did you do to get fired from the Maidstone job? Well, first of all, blocked. And how dare you? Show a little respect while you're on my dream stream, all right? I'm involved in stuff so big, it would break your brain and... Mm, I probably should have said this stuff before blocking him. <laughs> oh well. But seriously, it wasn't even my fault. It was just that this... Well, it was corporate stuff. You know corporate. They love to mix things up, but also to stop things from getting mixed up. And sure, maybe there were certain things I could have handled differently. But honestly, I think part of it is that at the end of the day, there are certain preferences in management. That's all I'm saying about it. Let's move on to a nicer question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, here's one. Dear Melanie, you're my idol and role model. I want to be exactly like you when I grow up. Do you have any advice for me? Oh, absolutely. The biggest thing is don't try to be me. Be you. You are unique and valuable and part of our big, happy, dreaming family, which means you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. But if you'd like to learn more about how you can do that, I do have the Flores Foundation book and educational course where I dive into 12 steps you need to be your best, most authentic self. 
I think it's a great resource for you and it's not that expensive. What preferences in management? Oh, come on. I said I wasn't going to talk about it. Okay, but like, think about it. When the Botulus Corporation got started with Dreaming Boxes, they had a crazy situation ahead of them. America was deadlocked in their culture war, and world governments were shouting one way and the other, and then the scary weather began. You know what I mean. So they needed someone who could, like, appeal to both sides, I guess. Lady Ethel used to be an influencer like me. Can you believe it? But, I mean, that was way different 30 or 40 years ago. And so was marketing. And people were different, too. Because I grew up right here with you all in the prime dream. So I'm young, and I'm not some rich white lady, and I didn't grow up in a world with paper billboards. I grew up in a world where viral hits travel between a million minds immediately, and nothing divides us, and anything you dream is real. I still wonder if Botgo management is trying to play catch up with the world they created because the people who were born here still aren't the ones in charge. But I guess I won't get to share my ideas anytime soon. It's okay. It's not anyone's fault. <laughs> I've already moved on, basically. So from now on... Hello to our happy dreaming family. I know that many of you have been concerned about the status of Valerie and Riot following recent complications. Even I was beginning to wonder, with no appearances, no news, if Dashiell and the Stonemaids were on to something. But we have finally received word that Riot and Valerie have made a full recovery from their symptoms and are set to rejoin the Prime Dream this week. I am also pleased to announce that going forward, I will be responsible for Valerie and her daughter's care, comfort, and marketing representation in the Prime Dream. It hardly feels like work at all. After all, Val and I have been pals for so long. We look forward to building a unified dreaming community that works together to solve their problems hand in hand. I hope this will be a brand new era of peace, collaboration, and states a better future. Oh, from what you all are saying, Lady Ethel is putting out an announcement about the Maidstones? I'm just gonna put that into the stream here so you can get my live reactions. Hello to our happy dreaming family. Huh. Hi, Lady Ethel. I know that many of you have been concerned about the status of Valerie and Riot following recent complications. Obviously. I knew I was floored when they both had relapses. At the same time. Come on, what are the odds? Even I was beginning to wonder, with no appearances, no news, if Dashiell and the Stonemaids were on to something. I think she has the hots for Dashiell. What do you folks think? Comment if you agree. But we have finally received word that Riot and Valerie have made a full oh. recovery from their symptoms oh, and are set to really? rejoin the Prime uh, Dream this week. Uh, that's great. I wonder, will I still be... 
Let's keep going. I am also pleased to announce that going forward, I will be responsible for Valerie and her daughter's care, comfort, and marketing representation in the Prime Dream. It hardly feels like work. Um, well, isn't that sweet to see? Of course Lady Ethel is the best fit for this very important marketing position. I mean, who's more qualified? Someone who has stayed up for hours every night, researching the complex socio-political landscape we've got in here so that she can properly bridge the gap between a renegade social figure and a nation in need? Or a dusty old lady who happened to know Valerie 20 years ago, but gets everything she wants because no one can hold her accountable? To think that the tired girl might have looked up to the dusty lady once and been like, inspired thought, wow, that lady is really making the world her clamshell, and I want to be Venus too. And then, to get so close, get her big shot that she really worked hard for, and get shut down because the old lady is jealous and hateful and out of control. It's hypothetical. I'll make a poll in the chat. No, I'm fine. I, I really am. Press conferences. I mean, it's my bread and butter. Maybe I should just give up and sit here and stop caring about it. Write the yearly Welcome to Botco pamphlet and watch every year as less and less people ever read it because more of them die out there. And for all of our advertising, there's no one left to listen. Just our voices echoing in dream and drone and radio and billboard and TV in a dead, quiet world. Or maybe... Uh, uh, I mean... That would suck, though. Especially for all of you who have supported me through everything so far. Through breakups and that week I had the flu and my Botco applications and graduation from the Ivy League conglomerate. Imagine, like, if I just gave up and that was the end of it. G giving up is easy. And sometimes when you get beat up, you just want to lay in the dirt and bleed. Uh, metaphorically. But that's not me, folks. I won't give up. I won't sit tight and do what I'm told. <laughs> we have to stand up if we want to change. We have to be loud. I became a Botco press secretary because I wanted to tell the world what's going on. And I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to fight for the world I want, which is a world where I am a proper marketing official at Botco. Even if they're not ready for Melanie Flores, Melanie Flores is ready for the world. Thank you for the donation. Oh my God, that's Avery Crane in the chat. Hi, Avery. I cannot get Thrum out of my head. It's so good. Folks, I won't let you down. And with your support, I'm going to keep making waves at Botgo. You want to put me in the dirt? I'll show you dirt. Nick? I'm not awake right now, although I probably should be. Nick? Anyone? I've never reached out like this before. In a big way, I mean, to everyone. I don't think I'm very strong yet. Probably no one hears this. Hi. Hello? I guess even if I am, it's only a little dream you're having. And there's so many dreams. Lady Ethel and Nick in your own brain. If I'm lucky, you'll just hear this as you're moving in between dreams. 
like switching stations on a radio. But it's nighttime in Belfry, Montana. The skies were clear when I was falling asleep, but there's a sound I can hear even in my dreams. It might be thunder. I wish it was the storm of this weather, which I know, but I think they're gone. Gone like all of them. Taken away. I'm alone out here, I think. And it's all down to me. And I have nothing. I can barely move. Maybe it's only the ghost of a passing train. If you hear this, I... I don't know if there's anything you can do anyways. It's nice to be heard, I guess. Maybe that's why Nick talks so much. Hear this. I'm not giving up. I have a cool jacket. I have a chair so I can get around. And I'll take those two things and I'll keep going. Gotta keep rolling on. You know that song? Yeah. I'm Danielle, and I'm gonna keep rolling. And Bodko, someday, I'm gonna figure out how to make you pay. I am sorry I left you, dreamers, but I do not know what to do. I began this narrative with an intention, a hope that things would go better, that all these people living their little lives would amount to something, a little hope, maybe, or a significant end. But everywhere I look, things are crumbling. People are hurt and in danger, and for all my eyes, I do not see how they walk away from these despairs. I am not very good at watching. My mentor told me when he first taught me how to speak in dream, how to tell stories. You cannot become invested. You cannot allow yourself to become part of the narrative, or it to become part of you, because inevitably, one of these stories will end badly, and it will either hurt you or take you with it. I suppose I did not learn well enough the first time. I should be above this. I should be dictating what happens right now as if I was untouchable, as if I did not care. As if it did not hurt to watch these little human lives in peril. As if I did not hope that they can find some happiness in this bleeding corpse of a world. I should be so far above it all. But right now, I am a storm of sight gathered on a railway crossing sign in Wyoming. And I listen to thunder somewhere on the horizon. I cannot bring myself to open my eyes to the world beyond. I know that I should not care, but I do. How could I not? I have followed each of these lives so carefully, but the balance is increasingly thrown off. They know. Not the full truth, but that I am here, at least. That I am watching. It has already affected things, if only slightly, but this is a narrative built on slight differences. 
and it was supposed to play out without interference. I suppose in some ways this broadcast is interference, but unnoticeable, subconscious. No footprint at all left in the world, a simple dream, a nightmare from which you wake, images that rapidly dissipate with the morning light. I was not trying to change everything. I have seen what they do to the gods who cause change. That is not thunder, after all. It is a sound like an approaching train, an engine like a heartbeat. Someone is coming. Someone is on the horizon. Someone is almost here. Howdy, traveler. You're a long way from home. You know that I am here. Curious. I hunt souls and stories and sins. Well, I can see you just fine. Forgive me, dreamers. This being was not built with a name, but it is known to many as Old Afterclaps. Is that how you prefer to be addressed? Not known as much of anything these days. Ain't so many wrongs to right in the West as there used to be. Dreamers, I could tell you stories once whispered about old afterclaps. The ghost of judgment. A burning furnace for a chest. Chains that could drag your soul straight to hell. And I could tell you stories about desert coyotes. Whole council of them with little red eyes matted in their fur. Whispering your memory to the wind. We're here to trade campfire tales. I certainly don't know what you're here for. You were constructed by the Reclaimer, yes? To hunt down wayward souls and devils and such. Are there not audits you're supposed to be working on? And you were a little old watchdog for some empty gates, if my memory serves. It's funny how the years break you. Speak for yourself. I am not broken. Aren't you, though? Ain't supposed to be any wayward gods crying under the stars on my rail line. I am also not crying, but I see. I've set off some sensor in your radar dish of a mind. Return to your patrol, loyal employee, or whatever Siren Sire would say. Lunch break is over. <laughs> You're just like the rest. The rest? Gods are all the same. Don't care about anything smaller than they are. You should know that more than anyone. You're the run of the litter up in the Council of Heavens, I'd wager. You trade words lightly for a stringless puppet. So much indignation. Don't blow a boiler there now. What do you know of life? What do you know of loss? The weight I am trying to bear. How many destinies are caught in the lives I see? How important these nightmares... No. You would know nothing of this. You do not dream. Maybe not, but I hear stories. Whispers on the wind, like wolves howling in the forest, and it's curious. I'm usually the only one wandering, writing little injustices, scaring away a bandit at midnight, see a wandering family through to the other side of the state. Turns out, sniffing out foul play makes me a con man's knife which is a shocking departure from your original purpose. That makes two of us. 
Congratulations on blazing your own trail. I would go back if I could. Would you really? Well, it's a beautiful night, ain't it? You see those stars, Soul Burner? I am in every one of them. In some I find only darkness, for they burned out a billion years ago. All that remains of them is the illusion of light reaching this windswept world one night at a time. I could be anywhere in this universe at any moment. You have no idea what life is like this way. What power on that scale means. And yet, here you're sitting. Why's that? You're very inquisitive. Call it curiosity. I think deep down you know we're kindred spirits. I see no resemblance between you and I. Ain't that hard to spot and I've only got two eyes. Am I off the payroll for the industry? Sure. And one day all this fire in my chest will burn out. I'll be empty like a dead freight train. But every day till then I'm making a difference. Setting things right. Little things most of the time. I get the sense that's what you want too. I am here to watch. To record. To document the dying light of this world and the passing of one age into the next. Nothing more. Because of me, folks lived on to have their whole lives. Start families. Escape injustice. They're small critters, but they're good-hearted more often than not. Feeling was worth it while it lasted. Yes, I'm wondering, if you care about these folks, why are you so scared of doing them any good? Because my good intentions could go wrong, could backfire in unforeseen trajectories, could spiral out of control and cause the very thing I'm trying to avoid. It is easier just to watch to report exactly what happened for better or worse, and it is one thing if humankind meets their end on their own, but what if there is still a little hope for them? What if it is extinguished because of my tempering? It'll eat you. What? If you ain't a coward, if there's any trace of good in your worm-filled cosmic heart, it'll eat you, standing on the sidelines. Watching people who deserve better suffer. It'll burn you from the inside out. I know. It ain't comforting to do something that matters. To jump into the middle of the fray where everything is on fire and nothing and no one is safe. You may not live through it. But if it still slips through your fingers, you'll have the satisfaction of knowing it didn't go quietly. Don't be afraid to help these people if you're so inclined. Call it penance for the past. Do I have many sins, Soul Burner? In my book, just the one. But it's as black and heavy as the whole universe, you know. I feel often as though I'm sinking. You might still cut it loose, Night Watcher. But you'll have to get your hands dirty. All these little prayers of yours, these little whispers. They won't be enough on their lonesome. It is a beautiful night. From here. You think they'll stay long? Who? The stars. Or are you gonna let them go out? I... The auditor is gone, dreamers. 
thunder rolls in the distance, and there are only a few clouds now, invisible against the heavens, drowning out the Milky Way one constellation at a time. No. What good is it, dreamers, if I watch? If I record your memories to the heavens only for the heavens themselves to fade? To continue to narrate until there is nothing left to see, no one left to hear? I will not let this world flicker out without me. I cannot sit back and hide while it all goes wrong. I must be here, watching alongside you in the long and dreadful night. I owe you that much, dreamer. The story is not over yet, and these lives continue one day at a time, and perhaps tomorrow will bring something better with the new sun, or the day after, or the day after that. I have known loss, dreamer, and I do not know how much more of it I can stand. In a way, you are all I have left. You, the audience, and those few people we follow each night. I am your loyal host. I am 100 eyes in the dark. I will remain here even when the night is frightening and the storm blots out the stars entirely. I am in the lightning and the thunder, the window and the shadow. I watched as you took your first breath. I shall be here with you for the last. I cannot guarantee it will change anything, dreamer. Humankind has chosen a path, and I do not know where it ends, but you will not walk it alone. Until the flickering channels of your mind find focus on one terrible, beautiful station, I am your loyal host, Nickignick, and I will return to the Hollowoods. of Melanie Flores is Daisy Guevara. Based in New York City, Daisy lends her voice to anime, video games, and audio dramas. You can hear Daisy's performances in podcasts like Meteor City, Mirage Diner, Seen and Not Heard, Dreambound, Life with Leo, and The Perla Garcia Mysteries. You can find Daisy on Twitter at at DaisyG underscore VA, or their website at www.daisyguevara.com. The voice of Danielle O'Hara is Caden Jensen, a fantastic Twitch streamer and voice actor. Caden is the voice of Mae Marigold in the Ruby series, as well as games like Genshin Impact and web series like Death Battle. You can find Caden at at Caden Jensen on social media, or her website at CadenJensenVO.com. The voice of old Afterclaps is Steve Shell, the writer, narrator, and co-creator of the Old Gods of Appalachia podcast, a horror fiction show set in the dark mountains of an alternate Appalachia where unspeakable things stir beneath the stone. You can find Old Gods of Appalachia wherever you listen to podcasts, on Old Gods Pod at Twitter, or at www.oldgodsofappalachia.com. 
Hello from the Habowitz is written and produced by William A. Wellman. Hello, that's me. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to follow it and share it with a friend. The bonus story that goes with this episode is called The Static, and is available on the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash Because we operate without ads or sponsors, our supporters are all that keeps this show going. Plus, supporters get weekly bonus stories, behind-the-scenes content, exclusive merch, and even more. Merchandise and episode transcripts are available at hellofromthehallowoods.com. You can even find us on social media at @thehallowoods. Music is used under license from artlist.com. Our opening theme is Forest Overture by Yeheskel Raz, and the closing theme is Farewell by Malba Sitzman and Matan Efron. Until next time, dreamers, remember to stay after the credits in case of post-credit scenes. Past the last announcements past the final rolling words, past the theater attendants brushing popcorn from around your feet, past the turning off of the projector and the closing of the theater for the night. There in the darkness, the post-credit scene will find you. <laughs>